What is up, ladies and gentlemen? What a fantastic time to be alive. Welcome back to another episode of Constructing the Beast. I am your host, Darius Riddick, a.k.a. Riddick the Lion. And this, as you all know, is a Viable Vigor segment. And today we are going to be talking about the principle of consistency. So before I jump right into things, I just want to say Thank you so much. I'll say it once. I'll say it twice. I'll say it three times. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Without you, this movement, this podcast, nothing I do would be possible. So from the bottom of my heart, you mean the utmost to me. So as we're getting into it, make sure you grab your pen, your paper, something to write with and take down some notes because I'm going to throw some things at you that I want you to not only take what you write now, but to share and to carry on every single day that you are trying to become the best version of yourself. So why the principle of consistency? The principle of consistency is the key to being athletically dominant and constant growth in everything you do, right? It revolves around the Civ principle, which is consistency, intensity, and variation. But for today's purposes, we're just going to talk about consistency and a little bit of variation because they are the milk and protein, the pride and joy of fitness and success. And in my opinion, also may be the number one reason why people do not get the results that they chase after. Ladies and gentlemen, it's no secret that everyone wants to look great naked. That is the ultimate goal. We all want more confidence to feel better about ourselves. But the question remains, how do we get there? No one really knows the true answer, but the first step, the main steps are through health and fitness. And in that, we have to have a systematic approach. And that is done with the principles that are we are introducing. And specifically today, it's consistency. So what does it mean to be consistent? Speaking literally, there are two dictionary definitions. The first one is consistency means the constant behavior or treatment. Excellent. The second definition is consistency is the way in which a substance stays together. Awesome. These meanings are pure gold. And in fitness, we're going to apply both. I know better than anyone that there is so much information out there and so many people putting it out that it can be confusing. I got that. I'm here to help you and make it easier. So think of meaning one as we go through this as repetition. Keep that word in mind. Meaning one is repetition. Meaning two is cohesion. So repetition and cohesion equals consistency, right? So first things first, we're going to cover repetition. So for those of you that do not know, the progress of the body is based upon adaptation. The body is literally going to adapt to any stimulus that is introduced to. Whatever part of your body or health for that matter, that you want to improve upon, it requires repetitive stimuli. Even if you just want to be healthy or lose a couple pounds, working out one or two times a week is not enough. You have to grab and put yourself on a consistent schedule. Stick to it and then repeat it. That last portion, repeat it, is the key. Talking more specific If you want to grow like your biceps or your booty, 
just one session a week isn't going to cut it. Your body's going to recognize it, but it's not going to adapt, especially if that part of your body is genetically stubborn. I know a lot of times it's easy to say someone has gotten this bit because of genetics, but in order to break that, what you have to do is sometimes train that specific portion of your body, maybe two or even three times a week, properly spaced out about at least 24 hours, right? That is necessary, especially large muscle groups like the back or legs. And then let me explain why. Now, here is some science for you. The reason why this is, why there has to be a proper spacing in between, is because a lot of the time with those big muscle groups, the prime movers or main muscle worked in one workout may be the synergist or assisting muscle in another workout. For example, the lat pull down and the row. Two different movements that are working the same large muscle group, but because the movement themselves are different, they're going to activate different muscles. So one muscle may be the synergist or assisting in one workout, but maybe the prime mover in another one. So in one, you're focusing on the latissimus dorsi or your lats, but the trapezius and the rhomboids will be fatigued. So if you work those groups back to back to back, then those smaller assisting muscles in the group won't be as effective because they are drastically fatigued from what you already did. And that's where that 24 to 48 hour period break in training gives them enough time to recover and come back stronger for the next training session. Now, I caveat that with what I'm sure a lot of you have heard of, and that kind of bothers me sometimes because it's, it's led without some expl explanation, and that's where my problem is, and that is overtraining. Now, to break a quick myth, overtraining is, in fact, real. Now, the actual name for overtraining on a large scale is actually pattern overload. And this is when the body is introduced with too much stimuli back to back to back. That then begins to affect your central nervous system and your body does not rejuvenate properly. But with a proper training program, recovery program, and nutrition, the body will not recognize overtraining as much as it would if you did not have all those things combined. And this is where I said before, and in episode four with the sieve principle, why consistency is paired with variation. And what I mean by that is your consistency has to be varied. Now, I know that sounds a little bit confusing, so let me break that down. I'll use an example that a lot of my clients and my friends and like fellow athletes want, and that is a juicy booty. So if you wanted to grow your booty, of course, you're going to have to do the obvious and introduce some stimuli, whether that be glute bridges or specific leg press or you know narrow squats. That's all obvious. But what happens if you introduce too much stimuli to a specific muscle, to the gluteus maximus or to the gluteus medius or minimus? What happens if you introduce too much? And that is called specific pattern overload. So again, some science for you is what happens when you work out is the muscle is torn and it releases lactic acid, which is the body's way of telling itself to repair that area. When this process begins, it vary, the time varies for everyone, but the muscle tissues are repaired with a somewhat mm, scab. 
and the layer underneath that scab is now tougher so the muscle can withstand more stimuli once it's properly healed. Now if you work out that muscle again before that scab heals and falls off, so to speak, it would be the equivalent to ripping that scab off an actual wound. And once that scab is ripped off, now the muscle has to work even harder to repair itself in the same spot over and over again. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is not good. That constant repairing in the same area eventually will create a muscle spasm or what's commonly referred to as a knot. And the crazy part about it all is you don't even have to work out for this to happen. Pattern overload or specific pattern overload is just putting a muscle in the same spot over and over and over. So even sedentary activities such as sitting for prolonged periods of time will cause knots in your neck or back. And that's why some people who sit at computer desks or you know their job is revolved around sitting all day, they, they have lower back problems or sometimes they get the spasms in their legs from not getting proper blood flow or all their stresses in their neck because they're always, they're tensed up from sitting there in that same spot day after day after day. So it's important to not only vary your movement throughout the day and your workout, but to take great care in recovery, like getting up and moving and stretching and things like that. But we will cover that more in the next principle of flexibility. So remember that second portion of consistency that we talked about, that second meeting, which is cohesion, right? This portion is quick and simple. <clears throat> remember, think of it as cohesion. And what has to be co cohesive is your fitness processes. So your nutrition, your training, and recovery have to all be bonded for the same purpose and work together and happen time after time. So now you're mixing that repetition with your cohesive team. So what I mean is even if you are consistent every single day with your training, if you're not consistent with nutrition or if you're not consistent with recovery, then you're kicking yourself in the ass and vice versa for all of them. Now you can try to make it work with one and not the others, but that's what's going to take you forever. And that's why some people never hit those goals. It'll be like, you know, splitting up the three stooges, but still trying to watch this show. It's like, now it's kind of awkward. Like, isn't there something missing here? It's the same thing. So don't split up the stooges. You eat right, you train right, and then recover right. And voila, they all work together. Everyone's happy. Now we're getting closer to that juicy booty. As long as that team stays together, you are on a great path. So in conclusion, remember, consistency has two definitions. But to keep it simple, think of them as one, repetition, and two, cohesion. The repetition portion of consistency applies to all training. If you want to burn fat, consistent cardio is going to be a necessary. If you want to grow a muscle, repeating the stimuli introduced to that portion of the body is going to be necessary. If you want to become a better athlete in a specific sport, then repeating those necessary movements to become effective is going to be necessary. Just remember that unless you are a professional and understand every single proper principle, then an adequate time of 24 to 48 hours has to be observed 
in between that constant stimuli to avoid pattern overload, which is also known as overtraining. The cohesion part, our second meaning, has to do with the meaning of a systematic approach into an effective team. To be most efficient as an athlete, as a fitness enthusiast, as just a healthy person day to day, efficient nutrition, training, and recovery have to be consistently and constantly done together. One overpowered or misused without the others are useless. Ladies and gentlemen, that is about it for consistency. If you learn something, please keep your notes, implement these things day after day, and share this episode with your fellow gym bros and broettes. But until then, happy lifting pride. Lion out. Pull up, head spin, get it, get flat. I got six jobs. I don't get tired. I don't get, I don't get.